Cairo, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, 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 uh, it's your boy Pad Nam, uh, chilling with your boy Pad Drew. You know, uh, it's something that we do typically when we hang. Well, how's it going, Pad Drew? It's going well, Pad Nam, and I see you're you're uh, doing a little rhyme scheme at the beginning, which normally I I used to at least like to get into, and now you're picking that up. But I like it though. You're you're chilling over there in the heart of of BK uh, Studio A, of course. Yeah, um, I was thinking of words that rhyme with uh your boy pod drew and i couldn't i couldn't think of anything else you know uh, well our boy pod lou certainly would rhyme it's not applicable at the moment pod lou um also uh a certain uh religious affiliation would also uh rhyme with that right uh something a follower of uh something jew what is the first part god jew god god jew cashew Cashew if work. I was Jewish, I sh- my nickname should be God Jew, but it's unfortunately I'm not. It could be it could rhyme with uh, what what Superman tells the bad guy to do. He says, "Zod, screw, like go screw off to, to Zod, right?" Yeah, Zod. Zod is uh, one of my favorite uh, villains. I didn't know. I didn't know if you knew that, Padre. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't know that. I don't really know much about him. I haven't even seen the movie. I just know that there's a, a bad guy named General Zod. Played by Michael Shannon, who is an actor I like, but I haven't seen the film again. Do you like... That's your favorite villain? You like Boardwalk Empire, that's why you like him, or...? Oh, yeah, I mean, I I do like that show. He's good in it, uh, Van Alden, but also I've seen him in some other movies, and yeah, he's a good actor. But, of course, this isn't the damn Shannon cast over here, Podnam. I'm not here in... I feel like it should be. ...a state of of casterly pod to talk that. We're trying to talk NBA basketball, because... What was uh, today? Refresh the good listeners' memories. What, what, what occurred today? Well, today uh, is Wednesday, April 12th at 10.30 p.m. A lot of, a lot of NBA teams uh, turned into pumpkins tonight. Only a couple of them, actually. Because today is... T- drum roll, please. Da, 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 da. Uh, it is the last day today. of the NBA season, 2016-2017. <laughs> We are done. It's a wrap. Finale. Goodbye, Brooklyn. Nice talking to you. That's right. It's over for the Nets. And re- by the way, I have a, a pair of mini bongos right just out of my reach. I could have gave a real drum roll, but I had to use a box there. But yes, it's. Uh, what were you making a Cinderella illusion a minute ago? With they're turning back into pumpkins. Is that what you mean? Uh, I wasn't making an illusion. It was legit. It was a legit thing. There was pumpkins. Legit. Yeah, there's pumpkins oh, that were turned. A literal thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Brooklyn Lopez is now a squash a gourd type of a character since he, the season's over for him, and uh, Jeremy Lin, uh, the young the young guns on the team and the rest. He's a lamping now. Yeah, he's like a pumpkin lan- uh, lantern. Um, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. That's why they're resting. Uh, and Trevor Booker just turned into a. A book flavored as a pumpkin. A pumpkin flavored book, I guess. Uh, no, no, Pat, no. Do you, are you under the impression that books are flavored? Uh, scratch, and like chip, not... scratch and chip. 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 Scratch and
scratch and sniff. It's not like are. chapstick, and um, you don't. You're not supposed to put your mouth on a, a tome. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I, I am. I am. Uh, I am under impression that all books are edible. Um, and you just start thinking, man, I can't believe I, I always get the paper flavored one. Like, what am I going to get some variety? Uh, it, it really screwed my head once I started. Once I picked up the Kindle, I kept on, you know, trying to trying to get some flavor out of that, but didn't really work out. My teeth actually shattered. So. More of a plasticky flavor, I guess. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm glad you got those uh, caps put in those gold those gold teeth. But uh, what about the Nets? So you want to say a quick uh, eulogy on their 2016-2017 season? Because you know, really, I wanted on the on this Brooklyn bite, I wanted to mostly talk playoffs, of right. course. Right. The half of the of the league that isn't over half the league, of course, and the NBA gets in the playoffs. So, but what about the the Nets? So was it a any what of a successful season? What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, I think the Nets uh, tried their hardest. They battled, basically. They battled. Um, a lot of things would have changed. Uh, they, I mean, first and foremost, just to give you the update, because the score is finally in. 112 to 73 against the Bulls tonight. Uh, last game of the season, really showed up mm. in in uh, Chicago without any of their players uh, uh, starting. Like I said, Trevor Booker, Brooklyn, uh, I mean Brook Lopez, and Jeremy Lin. Uh, so yeah, going back on that, they battled. Only the only reason that they really did, weren't effective. One, they had a really crappy team. Um, that can uh, be a, a, a block that's in the way of your success. Yeah, so. yeah. another thing is uh, they had experimental uh, coaches and GMs. These are all people that are brand new into their positions. Not a lot of uh, people that have on their team organization that can amount to success unless you're counting Mikhail Prokhorov and his dollar-dollar bills, y'all, um, yeah. in terms of financial. Well, no, you, you're considering – the GM and coach experimental just because of this it was their first season or I mean they're gonna get longer than this to no, experiment no, no. I guess no yeah let me be uh, a little bit more clear I, I, when I meant experimental I mean like that's their first journey meaning their rookie their trial uh, to really just mm-hmm. pass the test they're not going anywhere for at least right. foreseeable three to four years at least you know so. yeah and of course as we've talked about a lot on this podcast the Nets are hamstrung obviously draft pick wise and uh it's not good for them for you know the upcoming nba draft for uh rookies for next year they're not getting the the first round pick and boston is getting it and boston has the number one seed a spoiler alert to uh our playoff talk but that's uh that was hurting the nets so down the stretch they might have uh tanked like some other teams did but they actually the last you know what 20 games or so of the season they played a lot better than the rest of the season, right? Yeah, did they outplay the Cavs and wins for the uh, month? Uh, they might have tied, I think. I mean, they both... The Cavs lost four in a row to end the season here. I mean, they're about to lose... Or they did lose to the Raptors. LeBron not, and Kyrie not playing, of course. But um, I don't even know if Love played today. But the... Uh, yeah, I, I don't uh, know. I saw something a couple of games ago that said, like, they had the same record. It might still be the case. Or the Nets might have had a better record than them since March 1st. It's, yeah, I mean, crazy, it's, not, but... it's not important to compare the uh, Nets against the Cavs, or actually any team for that matter. Uh, the only thing... Well, I mean... All right, go ahead. Well, so, no, not to interject, but just if you're saying it's not worth comparing, I guess maybe, and yeah, the Cavs are uh, one of the better teams. This isn't a good comparison to check in on how teams are doing. But but what about the direct comparisons to some to like the Lakers or 
any of these or Sixers, it seems like that for how they played this or how things went this year, at least, or how the rookies looked versus their rookies, that sort of thing. Well, you mentioned you mentioned other teams like the Lakers. Uh, people were getting on their case last couple of days because they started win- they went on a winning streak, I think. Oh yeah, their fan their own fans were mad at them because of that because they're supposed yeah. to be tanking, you know, getting the better draft position or you know lottery uh, chances, but. Yeah. Also, I mean, they they started four literally four forwards in a game yesterday. I noticed or the other day. So, I mean, you know, if you're gonna win anyway, but a lot of teams tanking. So, depending on who you play, like, and I'm sure you know Luke Walton's not telling them to go out and and you know uh, tank it out there. He wants to. He's experimenting too as a rookie coach, and he wants his team to gel and get better. Obviously, as does Atkinson, right? So. And, um, you know, the Philly situation maybe is a little different with all the years they've tanked. Now finally starting to put some something together, even though Embiid still gets hurt all the time and barely is played, and some pieces moved around. But I guess from my perspective, I feel like the, there are teams in better shape than the Nets, and a big part of that is because of their draft woes uh, right. or just lack of getting the chance. But at the same time... Um, I guess what bright spots are those rookies, like you mentioned. Some of the rookies did look good, especially in the back half of the season. With Jeremy Lin in there, they played better. Obviously, he missed a lot of time. And then Brooke Lopez, not not getting traded still. If he's sticking around, he's the, the leading scorer in, the, in Nets history now, right? So yep. those are like the, the best things for Nets fans to, to uh, lean on, right? Well, I mean, it's all we got, really. Um, as a... Right. I mean, if you let's put it in your perspective, you, you know, when LeBron left, your team was similar to these Nets, basically, in terms of a bottom of the barrel uh, team. Even though Daniel, well, yeah, go ahead. I mean, kind of, but the draft situation is a lot different, you know, because they actually got a ton of number one draft picks. No, I know, I know, which is, in when, which is unprecedented. But like, no team, yeah. like Sixers tried that, Magic has tried that. You know, no team has had that much luck within a four-year span of having three number one overall picks. But on top of that, um, you know, being able to recruit the best player back in the history, one of the best players of all time, back to your team after really messed up, um, you know, leaving and departure. So, you know, a a lot of things, uh, that's why it's so different. But in terms of just them, like without all those examples, with them just being at the bottom barrel, uh, yes, you had the draft picks to look forward to and you had these things, but everything that was affected was more affected of the fact that your management sucked, you know, your, uh, your owner sucked, you know, like all those things you had to remove. You had to get uh, Griffin, uh, David Griffin. You had to remove the GM there. You had to get more staff. Who's your coach now? Ty Lue, you know, like you had to hire David Blatt. The Nets have already pinpoint put those pillars immediately like this, this past year. So establishing that culture from the beginning, kind of like the, you will get to the heat, but kind of like the heat's culture has been consistent. That's what I'm excited about. The pieces are going to move. They're going to be picks. They're not going to be picks. Picks will be busted. Okay. Uh, people will get injured, but I'm not worried about that. The culture is the most important thing right now. So. Yeah, that does make sense. And just to wrap it up on the nuts for, you know, for this podcast, at least that you are happy with the, the culture, then uh, how it's starting to look in the early stages there. Yeah, do you remember the days where Jason Kidd was spilling shit on the court, or Avery Johnson's son was tweeting, or P.J. Carlissimo was just a coach, uh, Lionel Holland? Sure, I sure. mean, like, these are all within the last three, four years. This is the history of the Brooklyn Nets. 
that's what people are going to remember before, you know. But now, moving forward, we're good. We're good. Right. No, no real scandals of any kind this year. Right. Okay. Well, we'll look forward. Uh, you know, I'm sure we'll talk in episodes in the off season about Nets, but uh, you know, we'll look out for them in 2017-18 season. But let's get to the people and in, in the dance. You know, we're not going to spend too long on this. But we can run through each playoff match, which we know now what they will be. I believe maybe there's one question in the West of seeding, but still out there. But pretty much we know what's going on. You want to run through each series real quick and uh, give our thoughts on what might happen in the playoffs here. Well, uh, let's t- before we get into it, let's talk about what happened tonight. Uh, there's three teams uh, available okay. to make the playoffs in the East. So, like you said, the West was all right. set. Well, do you want to start? I was going to say let's start with the West, but um, you want to start with the East then and talk yeah, about those teams? Yeah, th- because this just happened okay. like about 15 minutes ago, right? NBA, uh, Indiana Pacers, we had, um, uh, what was it, the Bulls and the Heat. And I mentioned, you know, I mentioned the Heat mm-hmm. as a, uh, we'll get to it. So it looks like the Heat are out uh, and the Pacers and Bulls are in. Um, That's right. And... That is something that people are, I guess the Pacers are really upset about. Uh, and so, actually, Miami. Sorry, Miami's really upset about it. All these Miami fans were pissed at the Nets for resting their players tonight because they needed a... Because the Nets played played the Bulls then. Okay. Right, right. So that was a big controversy. The only controversy the Nets were involved in was uh, players not playing. Well, look, I mean, what is Miami really expect uh the bulls obviously want to get in the playoffs they're going to try hard even if the nets had the best possible team out there would they have won the game in chicago here in this situation you know highly unlikely so how can they really be that upset they they should have won more game you know one or two more games when they could have i mean obviously fans can be upset about that i I would be if i was a heat fan sure but you know realistically what can you expect in that matchup you know you can't expect anything and miami actually mickey arson uh tweeted out he said that He's like, you know, don't worry about all, what other teams are doing. We should be proud of our team. They were 10 and 30 when they started the team. Right. Then they ended up doing 31 and mm-hmm. 10 or something yeah. like that. So, I mean, yeah, good. terrible start to the season and really turned it around. Yeah, so it's So good on that. So right now the matchups are uh, we got um, Boston, the number one seed, who That's Cleveland just surprised, decided. Big surprise, yeah. <clears throat> Cleveland decided they didn't want it anymore. So they start. They gave LeBron the rest that he usually gets at the end of the season during the playoffs. Uh, right. They still could have got it though. I mean, he still played more minutes than he had to. They're just going to lose like both those games to Atlanta, where the first game uh, at home, the bench, the Atlanta bench only plays and and beats them, and then then they do the home and home. They go down to Atlanta, you know, and lose, give up forty plus points in the fourth quarter, get taken to overtime and lose when they had a huge lead. So and then LeBron didn't play the last two games of the right. season or Kyrie. So it's kind of stupid what happened uh from a sense of they easily should have just wrapped it up after they beat boston last week it was and uh kind of silenced the haters for a second there until this skid to end the season but but whatever you know it, i don't ultimately think um you know and i, I don't want to talk about the Cavs too much on this podcast either because i talk about them a lot anyway well, we got you know, we got in our next episode later. Yeah. yeah i know but i'm just saying i'll talk about them more in future episodes i'm sure anyway but but just to say i don't I don't really think it's going to matter, even if they have to go on the road. The only t- time they might have to go on the road is if it is Boston-Cleveland when it comes down to it in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they can certainly beat, you know, they beat Boston three out of four times in the regular season. They don't really care about the regular season. Playoffs are different anyway, but they can certainly win a seven-game series, even four games on the road if it comes to it. 
which I don't think it even will. So that's all I'm going to say about the Cavs two seed. But um, but what about? So it will be Boston, Chicago. We know that that should be fun. I'm 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 ready to see that Dwayne Wade playing against Boston. He's played against Boston a lot in his playoff mm-hmm. career. So uh, I'm pretty excited to see that. Well, I mean, we'll get into more previews, but we'll just talk about the matchups real quick. Boston, uh, Chicago, yeah. one and eight. Cleveland, number two versus Indiana, number seven. Then you got Toronto uh, playing the Bucks uh, at four, no three and six, and then four and five. Mm-hmm. Washington, Atlanta. All right, who do we got for the West? Um, and then the West, uh, the matchups are going to be a uh, Golden State, Portland, uh, San Antonio, Memphis, uh, Houston, Oklahoma City. And uh, Clippers, Jazz. Now, the only thing we don't know, uh, the only thing that's not official yet is who's going to get home court for this Clippers-Jazz uh, series. Uh, they're they're looking like they're going to... F- I mean, well, we don't know. The Clippers are playing their last game right now. It just started. They're playing Sacramento, though, at home. I'm sure they're going to probably win. Meanwhile, the Jazz are um, up be- be- pretty be- big on the Spurs right now. They have the same record, so if they if both teams finish with the record, I don't. We have to look it up. Who's going to get home court? I don't know. I think it's I think it tiebreaker goes to the Clippers based on conference record, I believe. Uh, okay. No, they're, they're both tied on thirty twenty one. Um, then it's by uh, I don't know. Well, it would be it would be head to head for to start, right? Right. That'd be so the I don't know who won that. Yeah. I don't know who won that uh, season series. But anyway, look it, just to uh, I guess like before we get into in depth that. Uh, going over the the um, series at face value real quick, what should be good and what and uh, interesting in the East. I mean, like, like you said, Bulls Celtics could be interesting. I like how it worked out with Bulls playing Celtics and Cavs playing Pacers because I also think LeBron versus Paul George is intriguing, especially a game they played recently. You know, um, where they really went at each other. Um, the Raptors and Bucks could be interesting. You know, I expect the Raptors will win, but the Bucks could give them a little fight. That's a young team with fight in them. And then Wizards Hawks, um, not too interesting, but honestly, I think the Haw- the Hawks should go ahead and play their bench players a lot. <laughs> they're trying a lot harder for the team, and they're uh, doing better, it seems to me. But um, and then in the West, obviously the juicy series is going to be OKC Harden or uh, OKC Houston rather. I'm just calling them the Hardens, I guess. Um, the it's Westbrook Harden though, of course, and. Um, that's going to probably bring in the most ratings for first round, right, you would say? Uh, the Westbrook, um, yeah, the Rockets, uh, Thunder. Yeah, that's definitely like a uh, either Sunday, like um, a Saturday night, like 8 o'clock game, or a Sunday, what's the uh, primetime game, like a 9 o'clock mm-hmm. or 6 o'clock game, something like well, that. Well, Sunday, a lot of times they have, yeah, it probably won't be because it's more West, it's, you know, uh, more Western Central time, but... A lot of big Sunday playoff games are like one o'clock, but yeah, maybe not in the Western Conference. So yeah, maybe it will be a Sunday night game. Yeah. But either way, that's I mean that's the definitely in my opinion at least the first round matchup I'm most looking forward to. But you know, Grizzlies Spurs could be interesting. Yeah, I could see that going a number of ways. Probably Spurs win, but I think you know Warriors should beat the Blazers. Um, yeah, yeah. I what think, do you? I think all Western matchups are pretty awesome. Uh, I like the Blazers mm-hmm. Warriors. Now, obviously, I'm not gonna. No one's gonna pick the Blazers, but. The fact that this team, two years in a row, they lost like four of their five starters uh, two summers ago, and they're in the playoffs again. Damian Lillard and I don't know what Terry Stotts is smoking, but or or sipping on or sharing. I don't know, but this team is uh, pretty awesome uh, to watch and play. I yeah. guess 
against a Warriors team. Uh, Clippers, Utah. This is uh, everyone's writing off, obviously, the Clippers uh, every time. Um, they're going to have to prove something. Utah's first time back in playoffs. I think that's my favorite matchup, though, other than the one you mentioned, is actually uh, I'm really into uh, Toronto, Milwaukee. And I'll tell you why. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, tell me why. Uh, Giannis Atentacumpo uh, is really, you know, obviously he's been on the map for the first time in the All Star game. NBA fans know him, but this is the first time he's going to be. You know, known to the casual fans and everywhere else on the playoff spotlight. That's when people mm. get, get to know players the most. I think. Um, he's a, oh, I'm just saying he's a, like he, he's of the younger. He's like the young all star kind of breakout guy. Yeah. Um, he's the next generation. You know, he's so far leading that that kind of next generation. You know, Wiggins hasn't got it together on a winning team. Devin yet, Booker though. Devin Booker's time. there. No, that's for sure. Booker is the truth. Put up maybe put up 80 points in a game next year. Yeah. No, but yeah, yeah. I, it, so. Giannis is definitely interesting. Most intriguing part about the uh, Milwaukee, of course, and the series, probably. Now, you seem to like the Raptors a little bit, though. On the last podcast, you were talking them up a bit with the addition of Serge Ibaka and the like. Now, I know you you were kind of favoring the Blue Jays a little bit in the MLB playoffs because you have relatives up there in Toronto. Toronto. But um, is, is anything like that with the Raptors for you, even though your Nets play in the same conference? No, um, even though we beat them um, that one year with Pierce and uh, KG in the playoffs in Game 7 uh, with the Pierce block, I, I feel like since the GM, Masayuri, said, fuck the Nets, uh, that was that was a personal statement to me. He drew a line uh, in uh, the, the Arctic Canada in the snow, and then and then he, uh, he, pit, he opened up, he made a little pea cone in between that line, then he... Then he packed it up with his gloves, took it into a snowball, and, snowball, and just chucked it at all Nets fans by doing that. So, uh, interesting. I will not, I will not uh, support the Raptors uh, any time in my future because they did Vince Carter wrong, and one of my uh, favorite mm. basketball players that no one recognizes has a game is Damon Stoudemire, Mighty Mouse, and, and Marcus. Oh, people or some people recognize him. And Marcus Camby, uh, yeah. Hartford Zone, like Raptors organization, really did all of them wrong, so uh, they can go to hell. So. All right, but you do think they're going to beat the Bucks, or do you think the Bucks have a shot here? No, yeah, Raptors will definitely win. I'm just excited to see like this, these two teams that really, when you think about it, it wasn't still that 2001 76ers finals when they played the Lakers. The Bucks and Raptors, that was when they were the, at their highest moments with the Ray Allen. Uh, uh, big Rock, Glenn, Big Dog Robinson, Sam Cassell, and then that's the Bucks, and then the Raptors had Vince Carter and and, and all these other players. They're playing, I think, the uh, 76ers at semifinals. So it's been like shit. It's been like 16 years since both of these teams were like in the playoffs and actually good teams. So, wow, that's crazy. Um, yeah, but at the same time, maybe yeah, that's right. All right, well, let's. Uh, all right, anything else you want to talk about in that series, or or what about? Uh, so if they, the winner of that series plays the winner of the Cavs-Pacers, which we think the, the Cavs will obviously win that, and it will be Cavs-Raptors already in the second round, yeah. Let know, me let me pause you right there. I'm, I'm going to let you finish. Uh, but I think we should just do a uh, rapid-fire picks of these teams. I was thinking about it, and I don't want to leave these fans in suspense. So let's just go first round okay. real quick. 
Just no, name well, and team. Don't say why. Just say name and team, uh, number. And not the number of games, just name no, and no, team. No, 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 number of games and team. That's what I meant to say. Uh, Padre, I'm going to let you lead on this. I'm going to let you finish. Okay, well, uh, let's just um, let's just uh, do one conference at a time here. We'll start with the East. I'll just say all mine, then you say all yours, then we'll switch to the West. You go first, and then I'll go. So, um, Boston over the Bulls. I actually think this is going to be a six-game series. Um, so I think the Celtics are going to struggle a little more against the Bulls, and maybe Jimmy Butler goes off. So, uh, Celtics in six. I think the Cavs might lose one to the Pacers here. Uh, big Paul George game. Cavs in five, I'll say. I will say the Raptors in... Um, I'll say the Raptors in five as well. And then I will say the Wizards in six. So no no series lasts longer than six games, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Boston in seven. Uh, I'm going to go... Cavs uh, and six because of the whole uh, uh, Lance Stevenson on the team again. Um, I'm going to go Toronto and and seven. Uh, And then I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to, I know everyone's loving these Wizards, but something about these Hawks. I'm going to say Atlanta and uh, six. All right. So you think some of the series might go a little longer than I do. Um, but did we? And the only the only team winning difference is you have the Hawks over the Wizards. Okay, yep. so we're not so uh, over in the West. Uh, you started off there, and what are your picks there? Uh, Golden State and five. Um, I'm gonna go uh, Spurs and uh, four. Uh, I like the Grizzlies, but not this year. Um, I'm gonna go uh, Oklahoma City uh, in in seven. Um, and I'm going to go uh, Utah and seven. Okay. Interesting. I will go Golden State and five. I agree. I think the Spurs uh, will... I'm kind of almost inclined to agree with you on the sweep, but I'll go Spurs and five just to mix it up a little bit. I think the Rockets will not lose to the Thunder. I have the Rockets in six, I'm going to say. Not even taking a two seven-game series. I do think Clippers Jazz will go to seven, and I've got the Jazz. So Clippers, I think with the Clippers, it's bad news for them. Jazz in seven, I'm saying. Um, I like their big men, and I think they're gonna be good inside. Um, I think Clippers lose it in the heartbreaker, heartbreaking fashion, like happens for them a lot. First round playoff exit this year. Maybe Doc Rivers gets fired, maybe not, but I mean, I I think they're this team with the Chris Paul nucleus is gonna get blown up because. I don't see them getting to the finals this year, and anything short of that, um, and especially a first-round playoff exit, is you know kind of dooming this team here. So I don't see good things for the Clippers, but I think it will be a good series, uh, seven games. Yeah. Yeah. But what about let's let's go back to Thunder Rockets a little bit. So we we differed on that one as well. Why uh, why do you have the Thunder uh, winning that? I don't think Houston is as good as they are defensively. Um, and they, no, I mean, they, they stink defensively. That's what I'm saying. They're um, not as good as the Thunder, or they're not as good as people think they are. Which one are you saying? Um, they're not as good as the Thunder defensively. Uh, Billy Donovan okay. and Oklahoma City, the job they did on Golden State last year with all the steals and defense being up 3-1, they're that close to, you know, getting to the finals, and then Kevin Durant stays in the Thunder, you know, all that. Everything becomes like a different – it's like alternate 
uh, universe, also the reality. Houston and Dan D'Antoni. Uh, D'Antoni may have learned from some of his mistakes, but since I was a hardcore Suns fan back in the day, uh, I know D'Antoni does not teach defense. Uh, he only runs offense out super fast. That's why James Harden is MVP candidate. Uh, he's you know running the ball really fast. They call it they uh-huh. call it uh, D'Antoni uh, deflation deflated stats basically. I mean not anymore in, in the NBA, but. So many possessions are allowed, and uh, when D'Antoni is coach, would it be inflated stats then, or is it some D because it has something to do with D'Antoni? Yeah, it's something to do with D'Antoni. I forgot what the okay. actual saying is. Okay, well, well, yeah. here's where I might disagree, or at least not that I disagree that they're the worst defensive team, but uh, and especially in the D'Antoni scheme, that's somewhat intentional, and with the personnel they have, it's kind of better. But I just don't think that the Thunder have the offense to be able to exploit that because. You know, maybe maybe you're saying Harden's MVP for one reason. Maybe Westbrook is for a little step heading or how they're going. He's going to—I mean, it's very impressive what he can do. And it's cool that after Durant left, he really picked the team up and everything and gave him something to rally around. But their offense is basically him for the most part. And, um, yeah, they won a lot of games this season, but the the Rockets won more. I think I just think their offense is going to uh, dominate the Thunders. Um and yeah, and, and Westbrook's gonna have some amazing games, and maybe will them to a few victories. That's why I said Rockets in six. But I just see a lot with the scheme, coaching, and the talent on the Rockets offensively. I think that's gonna win the day there. Offensively, I would agree with you, but I think playoffs slow down, right? It's not the regular season; everything's kind of fast. Playoffs are about matchups, exploiting those matchups, and once uh, one of the weaknesses of the Rockets is what I said is their defense, but their rebounding is awful, too. I know that the Thunder, defensively, they had defensive-minded players. They had uh, Trevor Ariza. He's okay compared to an Andre Robinson. You know, that's I, I guess that's a that's a toss-up. Uh, Clint Capella compared to um, Steven Adams. Uh, who would you take there? I'm going to take Steven Adams. Offensively, he's better than Clint Capella, right? Uh, Eric Gordon off the bench. Uh, they got Doug McDermott and Taj Gibson now. They're doing well, and Sabonis. I believe their weapons are just haven't been seen in the spotlight. Oladipo, they're they're gonna exploit a lot of uh, the Rockets' defensive efficiencies, and they're gonna show up offensively due to the turnovers, due to the uh, fast break uh, off defense that they have, and I think it's gonna be a, a problem for Houston. All right. Well, yeah, I guess I just disagree a little bit. Still, I mean. Yeah, maybe on paper Adams is better than Capella offensively, but he hasn't shown it that, that much this year. And uh, and like Oladipo, I, I have no trust in him offensively. I just think they have more players that... I, I think the Rockets have more players that can average, you know, put their season average, keep it up in the playoffs, where the Thunder role players are more hit and miss on a given night, uh, less easy to count on, I guess. Um, but it, but it should be an interesting series. Hey, I'll be happy if it goes seven because that's more exciting. Right. Um, you know, I don't I don't really care who wins this one. I I'm fine with either team winning, um, and I'm gonna root for either team if they get up against the Spurs or, or Warriors. Um, but let's see how how also is that gonna shake down for round two? So Warriors are are gonna play the winner of Clippers Jazz and then Spurs, assuming they don't choke against the the Grizzlies, are going to play the the winner of that series so it is going so um i i think that's good too because golden state again 
probably going to be back in the Western Conference Finals. So their matchup would be, you know, Spurs, Thunder, or Rockets in all likelihood, um, which is a good Western Conference Finals. And I, w- I would like to see some mix-up from... I mean, I know this wasn't what it was last year, but but from Spurs Warriors, like everyone thinks, but but actually a, a Warriors Thunder rematch would be interesting. I don't think the Thunder would have much chance, but if they obviously can get to the the yeah. finals, which I don't think, yeah. obviously I don't think they can based on what I'm saying. But if they could, though, you know that would be interesting too. But I think I'm gonna root for Rockets, um, Rockets Warriors, maybe. Uh, all the way through. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I think so. I mean, look, if if uh, it'd be cool if like the Grizzlies beat the Spurs or something, and they went on a big run, but it's just not all that likely. But I, I will say this real quick. Let's say the Grizzlies do um, somehow beat the Spurs and the Thunder do prevail, like you think they will. What about a potential Thunder Grizzlies matchup? That could be. That that's a little more evenly matched, I think, because. And that would be interesting because we well, we talked about the Grizzlies. They don't have that just that guy. Like obviously nothing like Russell Westbrook, but even not as lofty a goal as a player like that. But just like that offensive threat, that the person that's going to take over the game. But they're just like so solid defensively for the most part, and just a solid team. Them matching up with something like the Thunder is interesting to me. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think it'll happen. Yeah, I mean. That would be an alternate universe, um, you know, uh, matchup with the Grizzlies, Thunder. And, yeah, defensively versus offensive, uh, you know, obviously the mishaps of Oklahoma City we just talked about offensively, and Memphis has never been a good offensive team. Um, I did talk about this on a podcast with uh, 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 J-Farb Volume 1 there. Um, Mm -hmm. I said that Which I listen to now, by the way. I've Uh, gone back and listened to that one. Yeah. Good show. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, we got to get some more uh, uh, bitter bites, uh, interviews. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I didn't say good title. I don't know if the title was great, but but it was a good content. B- BK interview? Why not? It's uh, yeah. That was a little. That was a little forced. I will. I will admit that one. Hey, um, I think it was consensual, so I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I was mentioning that the Grizzlies are just one like offensive juggernaut piece away from being that next level, and I think. Carmelo during the offseason, that's someone they should go after. Oh, no, that was our podcast where you talked about that, not not the Binter VM. That was our last of Brooklyn Bite where oh, we mentioned it? that because oh, we were yeah. talking Carmelo. Okay. Unless you brought it up in both, but I don't think so. Yeah. So, anyway, go back and listen to all our recent episodes. Just listen to them all. The biggest note is uh, Golden State, they're, they're still the same, you know, in terms of the number one seed in the top, but this is a completely different team, right? Uh, regular season beat uh, damned. Um, they got KD in there. KD knows how to win. You know, he's been to the finals. Uh, he's never won the championship, though. And See, I don't... Here's what... Well, just if we're talking Warriors, and if they do get back, or if there's going to be a, a stumbling block in their way, I think it might be the... With Durant, you know... I mean, they did play very well this year, and a lot of people like them with Durant, and even though I missed some time there, and he's getting worked back in now. But, yeah, he made it to the finals before, and he's made it deep into the playoffs, I guess, but... And these kind of big matches, I feel like Durant doesn't usually win the game. And he's had some not as bad of a problems as Steph Curry's had in the playoffs, and especially the finals, of kind of like shrinking from the moment. But I think both him and Curry have had some history of that, not not getting it done in that way and having to rely on their teammates in big spots like this. So now them playing together in this playoffs for the first time, that could be interesting, and especially if like Clay starts having an off night or two from... 
uh, you know, from beyond the arc or whatever happens. I mean, I think the Warriors are looking pretty good right now. They're obviously finishing the season in a lot better shape than a team like the Cavs would appear to be, but those are some concerns I would potentially have with them. Yeah, I mean, if you look at their bench right now, okay, you got, uh, I mean, their starting five uh, is with Zaza, but their top five is Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Andre Iguodala, right? Then after that, in terms of the mm-hmm. talent, you got Ian Clark, uh, who played a little bit towards the end of the last season, but wasn't really in the playoffs as much last year. Um, yeah, not at all, really. Uh, Zaza Pachulia, uh, brand new to the team, has been in the playoffs, has headbutt people, but not really a huge factor saying, like, oh, Zaza changed the game. JaVale McGee, uh, always a question yeah. mark. Uh, Matt Barnes is on the team. He got a recent signing not too long ago. That's a good voice, but I don't know about his actual play anymore, like if he's actually able. Sean Livingston and David West are the only ones I can yeah, really David really West. trust yeah. trust in there. So you're, you're talking about a, uh, a seven – person rotation that you can really rely on if you're Steve Kerr. The other ones are the ones that you What about Matt Barnes? Uh, Matt Barnes, I would say he's like He'll seven, seven and a half. No, I think he's seven and a half. I think because of his age, um, I think he's more of a veteran presence than, than an actual skill player anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think they're... That's just... I mean, it's a better team than they had last year overall, I think. Uh, not quite as good offensively, maybe, but defensively improved with like West and the big man McGinn there and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think it, they're a little bit better than last wait, year. Wait, but wait, their their wait. players are also a little older too. So you said that they had a better t- they they have a better team this year than last year. Um, I disagree completely. You're talking about Harrison Barnes, Mo Spates, Festus Azili, Barbosa, Sean Livingston, Andrew Boga, Brandon Rush. Uh, yeah. Anderson well, Verrigo, okay. Jason Thompson. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but what are you what are you talking about there? Most of those players didn't play well. Like uh, Verrigo, that's nothing. He, he uh, had to play too many minutes, didn't do anything. Festus Azilia didn't play well. Like that, those those two alone are, I would say, on paper or based on their performance, based on what I think these other two new players like Weston Miguel uh, McGee could do rather. I think better. Most bits, he, he plays okay, he gets some shots in, but. I, I, Bogut is one thing that, but um, he didn't play the finals. Most of the finals injured, or, and then even if you're taking their whole playoff record last year, you know, with the inclusion of a, uh, you know, with adding Durant, subtracting, subtracting Bogut and uh, Harrison Barnes, like that's still an upgrade with adding Durant in my opinion. So, even though I have some concerns over how um, he he could show a little bit or not play as well in the big moment. Um, that aside, I still think I do think it's at least on paper a better team. Hmm. Uh, well, I, well uh, I'll disagree on that, but that's fine. Um, so yeah. w- you mentioned the the you have the uh, Warriors versus the Rockets in the semi and uh, the conference finals. In the East, you have uh, the Cavs. Well, not necessarily. Th- those are the ones I was saying I wanted. I I'm most interested in. In I guess Rockets, Warriors, and Cavs, um, Wizards. Not necessarily that I think it will be that, but I guess if I was pressed, I might say it will be that. But I, I you, I might be swayed to go Spurs, Warriors as well. So I don't know. Um, if I have to pick now, I'll go with those initial oh, first. Oh, two. you have to, you have to pick now. So. All right. So I'll say, um, I do think the Wizards could get to the finals, Eastern Conference Finals, and face the Cavs, so I'll tentatively say that, um, and I'll tentatively 
keep going with the Rockets and the Warriors, even though, just like the other one, the Spurs could easily be there instead of the Rockets. But, yeah, that's what I'll go with. What do you say? I'm going to go, I mean, this is a, a stupid hunch, but I don't know. I just have this hunch about the Hawks. Not uh, the Hawks. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, because, I, I, I mean, everyone's doubting Dwight, and the fact that they have uh, Ilyasova, they have Tim Hardaway. They should doubt Dwight. He's not good anymore, really. But like, like I said, the playoffs, they slow down, man. I mean, you it's talk about matchups. You're talking about Hallford versus uh, Dwight. I think that kind of like cancel each other out, really. I don't think Hallford's that good. I don't think Dwight is as good as he used to be. You know, like uh, I'm just thinking of that matchup in the second mm. round. They got a lot of talent on their team, man. Um, yeah. And well, I agree. Look, you you might be right about that. The if it if it does get to Celtics Hawks, the Hawks do match up decently against the Celtics. I just don't think that obviously the Hawks will escape the Wizards, so that's why I went the way I did. Yeah, I go. no, no, I agree. If the if the Hawks lose, which I, I'm I'm okay with being wrong on that, but if the Hawks get to the second round and play the Celtics, I don't think it's going to be a walk for the Celtics at all. I think every matchup they have, all the way if they're trying to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, every matchup will be very deep, and it could turn just like that with an injury or yeah. a uh, a long rebound, whatever it is. So I'm going to go with or, yeah. Hawks, uh, Cavs in the East, and I'm going to go with Spurs, uh, Warriors in the West, and then I will go with uh, Spurs versus the Cavs in the finals. Uh, so Spurs, Warriors, you saying then? Yeah. And then Spurs win. Yep. So that would, okay, that would be, uh, well, at least the Eastern, that would be an Eastern Conference rematch from two years ago with the Hawks, Cavs, if that happens. But, um... Corver's on our team now, and there is for us. Now, that would be interesting if it happens. Not as interesting as the one I want, though, with Cavs-Wizards. But, um, yeah, I definitely think the Celtics could be vulnerable, and especially if they don't start double-teaming and cracking down on Isaiah Thomas. Someone else has to step up offensively for the Celtics. It'll be tough. So, oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to these playoffs, even though my, my boys limped in into them. Um, and uh, I assume you are as well. Yeah. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your boys aren't there. Oh, uh, you didn't mention who your finals pick, or maybe I didn't listen or hear you. No, I didn't say it. You know, I just wasn't uh, prepared to make all these. Oh, you're not, you're not but... ready. You're not ready for this. You want to hold that one? Yeah, in fact, I do want to hold that one. Okay. You know? Let's right. see the first round. All right, I'm gonna let you hold that. Um, so, final thoughts of these uh, this NBA season. Do you have anything, Padre? Uh, no, not too much. I guess it wasn't like my favorite season ever. It was fine. You know, I'm, I'm so tied into my Cavs fandom that um, that that's affecting me. Obviously, I guess since they're since they're kind of blasé about the regular season, it's making me need that too. And coming off the finals high, you know, winning the championship, it, it's it's you know, it you feel a certain I guess like we got over the hill, we did that. Now it's the next season. Like it, it just this season didn't hit me hit me a little different way, probably because of those factors, I guess, but. Overall, there was definitely some interesting things. I guess what people are talking about most is the MVP race being the most competitive in years. And it, it is interesting um, and exciting how how good the NBA is now in terms of talent. Like, yeah. a lot of teams have that, that superstar. A lot of teams want it. They're trying to get the next one. The young guns like Greek Freak coming up. Um, it, it is exciting. So, so, overall, I would say I'm really excited for the playoffs. I think they'll be a lot better than the regular season. And... Um, the season showed a lot of, you know, the, the promise of and the good play of some players and promise for the future was better to me than the actual uh, regular season this year. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, and I think uh, to, to your tune of being the players being so good this year, like if you even look like the MVP race is undecided for a lot of writers, people are split. Um, I think mm-hmm. fans are split, and 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 the writers have to starting last year. I guess they have to announce who they pick. It's it's public information who they pick, so that right. makes it interesting too. Right, the AP. I, I think uh, there's three writers that were on there, and they did a they already did an article saying who they voted for, and every everything was split like rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, MVP. Everything was not the same, yeah. and it's pretty awesome to see the parody. Now, if that turns into like parody of like upsets in this playoffs. Then we really have like the Ooh. one of the better, I think one of the best years in the NBA uh, in general, just because everyone expects the top seed to go through every single time. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Um, <laughs> I, one last note. I want to say uh, R.I.P. Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy. Uh, mm, yeah, it happened today. Pour some out for my homie yeah, there. He, he changed the he changed the uh, comedy game. He was one of the main major influential. Him and uh, Paul Mooney, I think, um, on the Chappelle Show. Were... Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, and picking between the two of them, I was definitely more of the Charlie Murphy fan. Um, yeah, his, of course, his uh, sketches uh, about Rick James and Prince, you know, with Chappelle playing those two characters. Paul Murphy! Based on Charlie Murphy's stories from uh, real life were... They never judge a book by its cover. This... Cackaball, man. Possibly the best sketches. I'm a great show, Chappelle show, so. He would step across the line. Habitually. He's a habitual line stepper. I think all, all, both those artists and now Charlie Murphy dead, so that's crazy. I think Mad Real World, you forgot about that. Tyree. Uh, no, that was great. Yeah, that was great, too. Yeah. But, but yeah. Um, yeah, so good. Yeah, no, there's a, a lot of great Charlie Murphy sketches from that show, so yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. He was getting rebounds like Charles Barkley, snatching his dance. Throw some up from uh, and pour some down. Uh, yeah, so definitely check out Chappelle's show if you haven't. If you have it, then don't subscribe. If you're like 10 years old or something, I guess. Like, who no, no, no. It, but yeah. If, yeah, if you have it, then don't subscribe to our channel. Stop listening to our podcast because we don't want you anymore. Um, anything else? Mm-hmm. But stay subscribed, though. Don't listen, <laughs> but stay subscribed. Yeah, and uh, just stay subscribed to that BKRB network. Um, podcast and uh, you know look out for our upco- other upcoming shows of course that we're having out and yeah and hit us up at Podboys P O D B O I Z Productions Podboys Productions Podboys Productions how to say at gmail.com at gmail and at Brooklyn Rebound and at Podboys on Twitter yeah on the Twitter I'm at IQ Phenom you're at at Drew Wills. Drew Wills, yeah, D R E W W I L Z. And that's that's Pod Drew, and this is Pod Nam. That'll do it for this bite. Uh, check you guys out after the first couple games of the first round, right? All right, peace, go Cavs. Peace. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, we're gathered here today to listen to a young man that's on fire. You're sitting in the church of the Reverend Charlie Murphy. And I'm gonna bring it to you, your brother F A B O L O U S. Fabulous. Preach, brother. Preach. Fabulous. Uh, preach, brother. Preach, preach to a brother. Church. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I preach through my raps. God is watching me, I still reach to my strap. Bras is watching me, they wanna leech to my trap. The Jesus Christ on my neck, reach to my lap. I teach you to rap in my Sunday school. These bitches get a one day rule. You gotta fuck by Monday, cool? Or she gotta stroke a stick like the hunt play pool. If not, you gotta walk like a runway fool. Catch me in the moonshine or the sunray jewels. If you keep saying your prayers, maybe one day you'll be blessed like me. Till then, keep stomping in your Air Force O N E S Nikes. They should make scriptures with my flows. I'm the young Bishop Don Juan that scripture for your hoes. So if I throw a dollar to you, scream hallelujah while I grab the neck of my robe and pop a collar to you. Church. Now in this world that we live in, there's all kinds of pimps. You got your players, your ballers, your max, your gorilla pimps. They take what they want. Your all-star pimps. Pimps with sprawling real estate. Pimps with nothing but the gators on their feet. Reach to them, bro. Nice pimps. I feel like an angel of God All I gotta do is drive the range through a nod It's like I was put here to put layers in the air Put squares in my air Put squares in the chair Put pairs in the rear I even put 20-inch footwear in my spare Lord knows I gotta stay on them spinners This verse is like grace that you say in your dinners Girls come with me knowing that they're gonna be sinners But I'm a sense of relief And I ain't never been a trick Kinda like this against my belief If she got it from me Then I'm convinced she a thief but they say God give if any take it away And I could do the same thing when I shake with the K If a nigga make mistake with the pay God damn it, at the club I get right in So if heaven got a ghetto I should fit right in God loves me Now just what kind of hoe are you? What? Yeah, are you a tough hoe? Or a soft hoe? That's right Are you a big hoe? Or a little hoe? A domestic hoe? Or international hoe? A rich hoe? Yeah. My mama got my name from the Baptist who made the wrong moves with the women and died for it. You make the wrong moves when you come and you tried for it. In New York City of God, I done saved some of New York's prettiest bras. I'm spitting the gospel. I hit my apostles with the coke that'll heal a sick soon as it get in their nostrils. I just meals, bring the organs on you. A 40 caliber, turn you to an organ donor. Can a day or two, you'll be your Morgaroma while I go city to city, filling the pews up. I ask God to forgive me while I'm filling my ooze up yeah. Demons won't let me see a man filling my shoes uh -uh. up I geese them with a sermon, but that ain't hard nah. When I'm in the Beamers before they release them from the Germans You probably got the man you love with you But wouldn't you rather have the man above with you? Can I get an amen? Now some of y'all are pimps And some of y'all are hoes But the rest, the rest of y'all Don't think I don't know I know you're just a hater, and they hate what you got. They put a black eye in the game whenever they play. They piss in the pool, and they fart on the elevator. That's right. They look in your face like they think you did. They hate change, and they hate progress. They hate me. Think it's her fault that they ain't got shit. That's right. But I'm here to tell you today that if you're a hater, then you are the architect of your own misery. Hey. And somebody just put $25 in the collection plate. So I'm gonna go up on the corner and buy me a fish sandwich and a party. Y'all hold it down. I 
be right back. The Reverend Charlie Murphy. And don't you ever forget. Fabulous. Fabulous. Fabulous.